Hey, this is Josh. Thanks for tuning into the show, Healers on Healing. I wanted to make this show because we can get caught in the trappings of life. Responsibilities, bills to pay, kids to feed, just all these things that take our attention. And to me, healing and being our healthiest self gets neglected. I thought it'd be interesting to ask my colleagues and other professionals what the heck this thing, health and healing, is. I hope these conversations inspire you, demystify the process, maybe reinforce what you already know, and give you new ideas on how to be the healthiest you. My guest, Emily Swanson, flips the notion of health and wholeness onto our environments and our connections. Emily is a therapist practicing in San Francisco and the North Bay. Tune in as Emily talks about our innate drives towards health and wellness and her own personal story of when she truly realized that the beautiful was inside her too. Hi, Emily. Hi, John. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's so good to see you. So here's the spiel. I start these shows always the same thing. And what is healing? What are we doing? How are we helping people get to their healthiest self? And mm-hmm. tell me what you, where you go with it. <laughs> it's a small, small question. I don't think healing is about curing or fixing or eliminating anything for anybody. I think the natural move of life is always towards healing and wholeness. Plants are always growing towards the sun. We are always growing towards light, love, connection. We are always growing towards health and wholeness. When that is not available in our environment, in a plant's environment, you can see like plants grow in these crazy shapes to get to the sun. Well, if we are not in an environment where healthy connection and love is what's available, we certainly aren't in a culture where that's what's available. And because families are the communication of culture, most of us didn't grow up in families where that was available. So we grow in these twisted ways to get whatever passes for love, which is achievement, approval, perfection, and we're handed down trauma along the way. And so I think we get lost because we live in an environment where authentic love wasn't available to us. And so as an organism, we'll go to whatever is next best. And it's a confusion. And I think part of healing is one communicating to the person, nothing's wrong with you. You're doing organismically, you're doing everything right. It's the environment. And, and then if we can reconnect people with that wisdom and the fact that they are not flawed, but they are living within a structure that is not supportive to life, well, that's super healing and empowering. And so much agency starts there. I think a lot can unfurl from there. I love that. Oh, there's a lot of things there, and I have to think what questions I want to ask because there's a lot of different <laughs> directions I want to go. Yeah, just how cool that I hear you sort of 
flipping the paradigm on its head. Yeah. And the paradigm is now, actually, we're all whole. We're all healthy. We've become twisted, maybe manipulated, right. maybe cast in shadows by oppressive forces that have led us astray or just don't feed us as strongly. In my experience with folks, there's something in us that knows that and just being told that, it's like, it just makes sense. Whole people make really bad consumers. They're not very obedient to the powers that be. And I think we live in, in so many structures and systems that to, to feed themselves need people to be very disconnected from their wholeness. And we're at a time in our country right now where there's so many acts of resistance happening. And I think claiming our wholeness is such a powerful act of resistance. Tell me about claiming wholeness. I love that statement. Like claiming wholeness. Like what does claiming wholeness you know, look like, feel like? Well, you know, I can, I can speak about my own personal experience. I think about one of the first steps of that is just giving myself permission to let that be true. Because so much of the stories that I've had about myself are opposite of that. And then it's really taking responsibility over the stories that I'm telling myself, over the thoughts that I'm allowing myself to have about myself or other people. And when I find those ones creeping in, I am not enough. I need to do more. For me, I can't be a good parent because I didn't have X and such parenting really stopping those stories and substituting, putting in something else that is more affirming of life. For me, nature has been my pathway to wholeness and being in nature. Nature is always whole. Nature is always in the present moment. Nature is always inviting us into relationship with the larger community that we live in. And I personally believe that wholeness is not something that we are whole within ourselves. I'm not Emily, this whole thing. I am only whole to the extent that I, my relationships are whole and strong because we exist in relationship where it's all, it's all about relationship. Tell me more about that. Uh, what do I mean by that? So good question. Even when we're in our rela in a relationship with ourselves, we are still in relationship with voices or something inside of ourselves that was created by the relationships of our childhood, of our early caregivers. We can't exist without outside of relationship. We are embedded from the moment we are conceived. And wholeness is, can I feel love from my partner? Can I give love to my partner? Can I feel love from my friends? Can I express vulnerability and allow that to be received? Can someone express vulnerability to me and can I feel that with them? That's wholeness. Can I go out into nature and watch the wind move through leaves and allow myself to be nourished and moved by that? Can I eat food and really taste it and enjoy it? These to me are aspects of wholeness of a life that is alive and bright that I want to get up in the morning for. And I think for me, I have confused wholeness for performance or achievement or like I'll be whole when I have this set of things that I think I need. 
And kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, I think that's the confusion that we live under. That's what we're told. But wholeness is, can I feel my feet hitting the floor in the morning? I mean, we both have kids. They wake up whole. They, they feel their bodies. The music starts and they just start dancing. You see kids out and there's like someone playing and there's a two year old just dancing and they, they're in relationship with what's happening in the moment around them, within them. I think that's what it's all about. It's opening us, making us more and more porous to relationship in all its forms. I had two images go through my head as you were talking and tell me if this lands. I, maybe even the people listening, have associations with this word wholeness. Mm -hmm. But the images I had was almost like um, I had two images. One, a tuning fork. Like, can I vibrate and another tuning fork vibrate and now we're vibrating together or that tuning fork vibrates and now I start vibrating together or even a puzzle piece and can I really fit into the puzzle and we're using this word wholeness but I almost hear it more of a sense of connectivity to whole like the whole around us that's beautiful Uh, yes connecting with the whole around us that's that's beautiful i love that yes that's what it because i think that's when we feel whole when we are connected to the whole so yeah so my day starts can i be connected to today tuesday right can i be connected to my child right who's calling out you know at 7 a.m and i'm tired (laughs) you know (laughs) but can i join in the energies of my day can i participate in them can i share my energies yeah hey i'm tired but we're still gonna do a dance together you're excited for the day to start i'm tired for my day to start right so i can i be in relationship with both of those things yeah you know yeah and i don't know about you but like so often i'm connected to you know two weeks from now and the thing that i'm worried about or i'm connected to and i think this is where so much of healing and, and work comes in with with folks is disconnecting us from the past and from the future or from our and i think trauma is such a big piece here our fears of what is happening for someone which isn't being in connection with what's actually Mm -hmm. and pathways for that for me are always the body because the body's always connected to the present and again nature because always connected to the present and usually a really safe really safe and and pleasurable way but i just love that connected to the greater whole and and i think you know we live in a culture and we come from generations of peoples that have been disconnected from their lands their communities from family and tell me if this is accurate because i'm thinking about something we started with absence of the sun absent of really healthy glowing yeah wholeness around us we're still going to connect and and do and and we're sort of led astray exactly because now we're connecting to fame now we're connecting to achievement now we're connecting to consumerism now we're connecting because we're there's still this very instinct to connect to the environment i love that you just said that it's so exciting because exactly we have this there's this addiction researcher who we actually have like that drive to become addicted to something is very human 
It's, it, it's in primates too. It's very, um, we are wired to connect deeply. We're supposed to. And so when we can't do that to the, to life, exactly right, we'll do it to whatever else. To, you know, our phone, to Facebook. Well, tell me if this is accurate. Sort of your way of speaking about health and healing is the individual kind of consciously realizing what they are connecting to. Oh, interesting. And recognizing the stories, recognizing, and and maybe, I don't know, you tell me, maybe then becoming conscious to connect to things that really are meaningful to them or really are part of the life force. Mm-hmm. Recon- you know, recognize, oh my God, right, I've really become connected to... So that's interesting, yeah. and I actually, I, I, I was, so I was thinking, like listening to him, like, do I do it that way? And actually, what I do is try to hack a something through so that the sun gets in, because I believe that if a little bit of sun gets in, will naturally start to grow towards that. Like if a if a tree falls, then all the little rootlets that couldn't get to the couldn't grow because they didn't have sun start to grow. And so when I, what I think is so healing for people is to let them know that you see their wholeness and then tell them, sto- you know, there are stories um, about wholeness that mine are mostly nature-based that, that people can really root into. And then it's, what do you love? What is the felt sense of that when you connect to that? So, like, really seeing if I can find an, a memory, an experience, or maybe we create an experience where someone has a felt sense of safety, of aliveness, of connection. And then once that starts to grow, it's like a plant growing. It's going to go. It's going to take off. And what is its fuel is everything that's decomposing, everything we no longer need. And so I just have a deep trust in the force of life and that as this person is growing whatever is no longer needed is going to come up in therapy because that's just going to be the fuel for wherever they're moving in that moment i really am trying to follow i'm always trying to follow the life that's what i try to do and i just really trust that just like the leaves from this summer are now decomposing whatever it needs to feed what's coming up is going to be what comes out. I love that. I love that because I, I, for my own self, I think I get caught in that trap of this suffering's bad. This, I don't want this right. suffering. And I love that you just talked about, oh, well, actually you're just going through a process of, of decomposing things so that it's the soil for the growth. And I love it because I, I really love your notion of like, there's nothing actually someone has to do. Nothing. That the process is just working and maybe the only thing that has to be reminded or just a little sunshine. I love sunshine. A little sunshine. Once we get that in, the process again, the human organism knows what to do. And I think that is, yes, and it's so hard to remember. And I think that's my, my job in the room is to folk, try, one, trust the process. And when I realize I've gotten into some other mode, come back to trusting the process and work with whoever I'm with to 
learn to trust the process because it's a skill that we learn. We can learn to trust the process. And again, it's so much of it is coming back to that life in the body and watching how that shifts and opening up a little more sunshine. I, I, I am always looking. Where can we open up sun? And what a great message because, you know, here we are embedded in American culture. Right. And let's be quite frank, American culture is very masculine culture. Yes. And, you know, the masculine side of the yin-yang is very much I have to build, right. create. Okay, I want to be healthy. I got to right. hit the gym seven days a week. I got <laughs> you, you know, and I love this. <laughs> This, maybe we can even call it the more feminine yeah. way of healing, which is like, no, A, you're healthy and whole. Right. B, once we get the sunshine in, you actually don't have to do anything. Right. Just ride the process. Right. And all that stuff that's bubbling up is, is bubbling up on purpose, become soil to just clean the plant even more you yes. know and build the plant even more and really it's kind of a a receiving versus a doing beautiful it's a receiving it's a receiving and we're so out of the habit of receiving and i think we're so out of the habit too of thinking of ourselves as intrinsically moving towards life and wholeness and healing because i think you know american culture and that's so much of the messages certainly of kind of the moralistic and Christianity, which is so foundational, kind of no matter what you believe in the structure of our culture, which is not that we are inherently good and moving toward healing and wholeness. And for me, I just see it in nature, and we are mammals. We're nature, so if the trees are doing it, I'm like, we're all doing it. And so I love that too, because it just gives me so much trust and faith in it. It's just getting ourselves out of the way. Do you do anything with the, you know, I can hear the counter argument that I know I've used sort of against that life is good. And I know I've heard it plenty and maybe even listeners are using it right now of like, how can you say that when there's so much killing and, you know, and we always go to like the extreme easy examples, like children are, are killed, you know, like, how can you say there's this fundamental goodness mm -hmm. that we're all light and love and, yeah, what do you do with that sort of extreme argument against? Well, I think for me, and this is just my belief and not everyone agrees with this, I think a couple things. One, I think um, my limited human understanding of what is good and bad, right and wrong is, I mean, I have a really little brain and nature has a long history of it is it's violent things eat each other things kill each other i mean that's just the way it is and as a species we get really caught up about that but for me sometimes when i can i go larger it's it takes some of the moralisticness out of it now i do not want to and i can see how i might not even want that in the podcast <laughs> because um human suffering is real and again, I think it is caused because of systems and a misunderstanding and conditioning and socialization. We can be socialized to cause harm to one another, or we can be socialized to live in relationship and harmony and cooperation. 
you know, there's so much research about how earth-based and some indigenous culture, they were not cultures based on scarcity, which ours is, and based on a manufactured experience of scarcity. And if there is that there, then you are going to have all the things that we see. But it's socialization. It's not human nature. I think for me, I get really... I think it gets confusing and I think we confuse human nature for what we've been conditioned into. And that's a really different, that's a really different thing. So I, I fundamentally believe that our true natures are towards life and wholeness and connectivity that is towards the abundance and the most vital expression of life for all. Because that's just what Earth, that's just what this is, whole thing is about. And I think we've been socialized and conditioned very far away from that. And it's been happening for so long that we think it's what we are now. It almost makes me think about the specialness of the human in this ecosystem, because it almost seems like we are one of the few things that have been able to, quote unquote, break out of the system and yes. cause destruction through socialization yes. through you know i don't know if i can point to very many things in nature that no, we, seems we to have yeah and there's almost this real beauty in us coming back to this noble truth of being part of the whole yeah. and allowing our allowing that natural connection to be what guides us versus the socialized. Uh, and I love the notions of abundance and scarcity and what that does to the human being. Right. Right. Well, I think you just mentioned something that's so helpful for healing, which is um, not trying to create something where it's not, but to follow. And if something feels bad, then it's probably not serving your life. So don't keep trying to do it and make it feel good and tell yourself you're a failure because it doesn't feel good, which is what so many of us do. Like if I was just, if I could just fix myself so this thing that I hate would feel, and it's like, well, how about going to where the sun is for you? Because I think you're right. We, we have this ability to create stories that are wonderful. And I mean, one of the things that I love and my sort of secret agenda I guess in my work is I want a, I want a world that's more whole. I want a world that can be beautiful that my daughter can live in. And we get there one whole heart at a time. We don't get there by shaming people or beating people over the head with statistics to get them to do something. We get them by reconnecting us with everything so that we want to be a part of it and we want we want the most radiant, alive, vital existence. Could you share like a personal story of like your path in this? You know, several years ago, I had an experience of a lot of childhood trauma come, come back that I had not been aware of. And it rocked my world. I was just sideways. I was, I was really lost. And talk about disconnected from aliveness. I was really disconnected from aliveness. I was also very disconnected from, from nature at the time. And I was on Mount Tam. It was in the spring. And it was one of those days where it had just rained the day before, but it was super sunny the, the next day. 
And I saw this tiny Calypso orchid, and the Calypso orchids are these little native orchids on Mount Tam, and they're really little. They're about eight inches tall, maybe the tallest one ever, more like six inches tall. And I saw this orchid, and I just dropped to my knees and started crying. It was so beautiful to me. And it was the first time that I ever thought that there could be something that beautiful inside myself. But it was such a visceral experience of like, if this is here, then that could also be in me. It started me on this journey of, I don't know how to express it other than to say to follow life, to follow what made me feel alive. And it's been such a winding, unexpected, crazy process that's still going. But I think for me, being in nature just brings me home to wholeness so quickly. Our own sunshine can be wherever. You know, yours happens to be nature and this flower. And and once you saw that, again, it almost was not that you did anything or had to do anything, but that it it broke something open in you. Yeah, beautiful, thank you. It broke something open in me. And then suddenly you had this process now of growing yeah. from that yeah. broke open place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, in relationship with other people, an experience of that is, I think for me, when I'm in connection with someone, and I feel that heart connection. I mean, this conversation for me is of one of connection and wholeness where you, I feel you feeling me and where you're going with my ideas is making them so beautiful to me. And I love that. And you're sparking things for me. And I think things I'm saying are, and to me, that's, that's the whole thing. That's what it is. And so like this conversation, I feel very whole, but I wouldn't feel this way if I wasn't connected to you. And I think that's the best, that's the, the best case. You know, that's what we can hope for. Beautiful. Thank you. I have to put into words because people can't see us, but we're obviously looking at each other's yeah. eyes and having just a connected moment and yeah. smiling and, and right, tasting that thing. I think we're tasting that there's these moments where you can just really have joy and love yeah. and, and yeah. something light. And I think just one other thing of that, because, you know, we are, I think, um, who is it? He wrote Buddha's Brain, but he talks about, you know, we're Teflon for the positive and Velcro for the negative. So I think it's so important as we have positive experiences, 18 seconds is how long it takes for something to go from short-term memory to be laid down into long-term memory, where it can really start to change the neurobiology of our brains. And so most of us spend two to five seconds on the positive stuff. But I don't know about you, but I'll spend like half a day on the shit that I, you know. <laughs> so I'm just like running those grooves in my brain so deep. And so a practice that I have for myself is when something really yummy is happening or really good or really healing or it's like almost like a meditation. You just hold it. You feel it in your body. You let it get really big. And that's like... The way I look at it, it's like the human version of we're letting, you're letting more sun in. So it's letting the good stuff get really big so we can even that playing field a little bit. I love that. And I'm going to leave today thinking about that and <laughs> practicing that. 
Because, right, for some reason, the negative is very addicting, or it's very easy to just keep slowing on the negative, and then positive happens, you're like, oh, okay, that felt good, now move on. And I just love that practice of, like, no, no, no. And I love even placing 18 seconds. I got to at least stay here 18 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Turn this into long-term memory. Turn this into, yeah. You know, because our, our, we come from the apes and the ones that were like grooving on the sunset were lunch, but this anxious, angry, nervous ones that were like, everything looked like a threat. They're who's passed their DNA down. So from a very real biological level and, and it's, I get excited about it because that's what our species needed to get to this point. And it's very clear that our species needs something different to get any further than this. And what it needs is, is opening up to this interconnection. So when we do take that 18 seconds, we're doing it for the benefit of the evolution of our entire species, not just us. And I just think that's super cool. Totally super cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we are short on time, so okay. this may end up being part one of a part two I would love conversation. That. That would be so awesome. But I do really, really appreciate you planting your thoughts into again like each one of these shows to me is like a a patch on a quilt and it's and it's all of them collectively and you know i'm in that vibe because we're talking about it but i think here you've placed you know another patch of this whole quilt yeah um which is really cool and i really appreciate you doing that and and bringing your thoughts to the table i'm so honored and so grateful for what you're doing i think it's amazing thank you thank you emily And thank you to all my listeners out there. I really appreciate your support. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, I need to ask you again a favor. Please continue to share that you found this new podcast on social media and feel free to rate and review it to spread the word so others like yourself can tune in. As always, in two weeks, I'll get out a new episode and we'll go from there. See you next episode.